it was definitely uh definitely a transition i didn't see coming <laughs> so it was uh uh never in my plans you know to be a pastor uh never you know any even in bible college thought about oh yeah one day i think i'm going to pastor you know that never crossed my mind uh in fact i probably crossed my mind that i didn't want to be a pastor <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. Welcome back to the Christian Leader Made Simple podcast. I'm Ryan Franklin, and I would love for you to join me every week as we explore leadership topics that will help you get the clarity needed to move your church or organization forward. You can hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified as soon as I post a new session. And before we get started, I do want to mention that I have a great product called the Christian Leader Blueprint. It's a solid model for leadership development, to help you establish a better rhythm of life, to see yourself more clearly, to leverage your strengths, and to build more productive relationships. And I want to give it to you as my free gift. You can go to ryanfranklin.org and you can download the short guide for free today. And without any further delay, let's get to our session. I'm excited today to have on the podcast a great friend of mine, Brandon Cowden. So let me tell you a little bit about Brandon. At the age of 13, he started playing piano for his childhood church in Kentucky. And out of high school, Brandon went to Indiana Bible College for several years and then started his first music ministry job at Life Tabernacle in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And through a series of transitions, he landed in Atlanta, Georgia as the music minister at Atlanta West Pentecostal Church. And Brandon has had the honor of playing music at NAYC and General Conference and many other conferences all over the United States. He's also been involved in several gospel records, including with James Wilson and Draylon Young. And his latest move was a little bit different. He and his wife, Kanisha, and his three boys made a move back across the United States to the Dallas-Fort Worth area once again where he had his first music minister job out of college. But this time, it was a little bit different. It was to become a senior pastor, the senior pastor of Life Church. And so, Brandon, welcome to the Christian Leader Made Simple podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So we're here today to have a, a little conversation about your transition from music minister to senior pastor. That's a rare transition. And, uh, and, but many people for one are having transitions just, you know, from assistant pastor to pastor or various transitions, but there may be some music ministers out there that are even struggling with their calling and, and what's next for them. And so let's just start off by if you don't mind telling us a bit of an overview of the of the story of your transition, where you were uh, logistically and emotionally during this time when you started grappling with this, and and then uh, and where you are now. Absolutely, um, it was definitely uh, definitely a transition I didn't see coming. <laughs> so it was uh, uh, never in my plans, you know, to be a pastor. Uh, never, you know, any, even in Bible college, thought about. Oh, yeah, one day I think I'm going to pastor, you know, that never crossed my mind. Uh, in fact, I probably crossed my mind that I didn't want to be a pastor. <laughs> so it, it was uh, definitely an interesting transition as I, um, I went to, I was at Atlanta West Pentecostal Church as the music minister there. And even transitioning to there, I did feel um, there was something in my ministry that was changing or shifting, uh, but I, I didn't know what that was. Um, and you know, I just, well, I was just like, God, well, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing and, and we'll see where this goes. And, um, and I remember sharing that when I first came to Atlanta West with Pastor Johnson. And so, you know, he was just going to pray with me about it and kind of see where it went. Um, and so in that transition, you know, um, I remember getting the call from the pastor in Texas and it was, it was just really random. I hadn't talked to him probably in two or three years. Um, and it, the week before he called me, uh, I remember 
telling my wife, we, we were, I come home from work. She was home from work and we were sitting, standing in the living room there. And I was, I was saying, you know, babe, what, what would you think about, you know, if, if we, if God called us to pastor somewhere, you know, and she was like, the first thing she said, why, why are you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> she said, Before, why, why are you even talking like that? <laughs> and uh, I remember I said, you know, I don't know. I said, you know, I, I said, but if, if God did call us to pastor, I feel like it would be, you know, a church like Life uh, Tabernacle where I was a, once a music minister. It was just something about that church, something about that area. And, uh, you know, I always loved that place. And so if, if it were going to happen, it probably won't. But if it were, it would be like a church like that, you know, or, and so I remember, um, and I, I remember my wife had told me, she reminded me that I had said that it before too, you know, another time. And, uh, and a week later, the pastor of Life Church in Texas called me and, wow. and he asked me, he said, what, what would you think about, um, you know, have you ever thought about pastoring? And I remember I was I was at the church at Atlanta West, and I remember I looked up like at God, like, "Are you listening to me? <laughs> you screening my calls right now?" And uh, and I remember, you know, just like this is not happening. You know, that was the first. This is not real. There's no way this is happening. And I remember he asked me, and I said, uh, "I don't know." <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> Uh, you know, I know what no, I had no said good answer, huh? Yeah, yeah. I know what I said a week ago, but now that you're calling me, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. uh, but I told him I said because you, you were comfortable, you were comfortable in Atlanta. Oh, absolutely, you loved I it. loved loved Atlanta. Uh, I loved the the city. I, you know, I love living there. I wanted to you know move south, and so it was it was great. And I was like, oh man, God, this is the place, you know. And uh, so it was an interesting call, phone call I got in. <laughs> And that kind of kicked off this transition. And I, I remember um, just after that call, just being like, what, what am I going to do now? Like, what, what, where do I go from here? You know? <laughs> and yeah. it was, uh, it was, it was scary. It was, uh, it was just this, this uh, it kind of excitement too, you know, the possibility, but more scared than excitement, you know? And I remember I told my wife and she was like, no, that did not happen. You know, <laughs> There's no yeah. way that it like, yes, it did. <laughs> and that's what kicked off the transition. You know, that's what kind of got things going. <laughs> so Brandon, uh, backing up just a bit in, in some of the, uh, I guess the beginning signs, you alluded to it a little bit, you know, obviously there was a God thing involved and that, that wasn't coincidental that you felt that and then, and had that conversation with, with Kanisha and then, and then, uh, the got the phone call a week later what were there any other beginning signs that you know maybe an emotion or you know sort of a mental shift or whatever that that was kind of telling you that that maybe it's time to start looking in that direction um honestly i don't think there was anything that that i felt like looking in that direction like as far as pastoring um i yeah. did i did i definitely felt like this call um kind of more of preaching ministry, you know, and, uh -huh. um, and I did, uh, had the opportunity to preach a few times at Atlanta West. And uh, I do remember feeling like, oh man, this, this might be it. You know, I, I was thinking like, oh, this is it, God, this is, I'm just supposed to preach every now and again, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm just supposed to minister, you know, every now and again, you know, and I, and still do what I'm doing, still be a music minister. Um, because I love that's it. comfortable. I, that's comfortable, you know, and I loved, I love my job. I love, uh, being at Atlanta West, I love the the church, the people, the pastor. I mean, it was an amazing place to be. And so in my mind, I, I thought after I preached, you know, at Atlanta West, the first time I thought, I think this might be it, you know, and, and our uh, pastoral staff were doing uh, devotionals. Um, you know, every month we would record a devotional for uh, just, you know, our online YouTube or uh, Instagram. And so I thought, man, this is, you know, this is fulfilling. I, I think this is it. So in my mind, I thought, yeah, this is, this is what it is. You know, it made sense. <laughs> yeah. So Brandon, you, you started filling this call and, um, got the phone call and you're at a great church. It had only been there, I think what, two and a half years two at half Atlanta years. West. Yes. And so, uh, you're having to now two and a half years later, which is not really a, a long time at Atlanta West, but you're at a great church with a fantastic pastor, Pastor Daryl Johns, 
And now you're having to tell him what you're feeling inside and the, the call that you just got. And you're having to have this initial conversation. Tell us what that was like to have the initial conversation with Pastor Johns. Man, I, I, I'll tell you, it was, it was a whirlwind. And um, I, I remember, um, you know, getting that call and, and saying, you know, let me pray about it, you know. And so I, t- I uh, went home, told my wife, and, you know, we, we prayed and we were praying about it. And, and um, there were many times, and, and, and not just before I talked to Pastor Johns initially, but many times throughout the transition where I said, ah, no, this is not it. <laughs> I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him and tell him, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to call him. Nope. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be a pastor. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, during this time, I, I think before I talked to pastor Johns, I think we, it was a week or two that went by and in those, uh, you know, that week or two, um, I mean, back and forth, back and forth. Nah, I shouldn't talk to him. I, I haven't been here long enough. I've only been here two and a half years. What is he going to say? You know, <laughs> what was Kanisha going through during this time? So you're you're back and forth. What was Kanisha? What was going on in her head at the, during this time? Because I know you're having conversations with her. Yes, Kanisha is. Um, I'm just going to say more spiritual than I am. <laughs> she she was uh, she was like, well, babe, you spoke it. You know, you spoke it. So I mean, I, I mean, I, I just I, I just feel you know, and and I think and you know, she was already kind of like transitioning you know in her mind she's like oh yeah well this is wow. this is the next thing you know she, so i think she, she had yeah i think i i created doubt in her mind you know <laughs> i think she was already on board like ready to go you know um you know i think she she had because of what i had said it was a sign to her but to me i was like that's not a good enough sign although it's you know it was kind of miraculous you know <laughs> <laughs> you, you need some more fleecing of the Lord, right? Yes, yes. I needed, I needed all the fleecing every day. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so for two weeks, you know, um, I, I believe it was like uh, we had a Sunday or two Sundays in between. And one of those Sundays, uh, Josh Herring preached. And he mm-hmm. preached uh, about aligning with your assignment. And, um, and in that message, wow. I remember, um, you know, we had two services at Atlanta West. Um, you know, back-to-back services, basically mirror services. Um, and so in that first service, I remember uh, my family had come. They usually would come to the second one. Uh, but my wife had come a little early, and she caught kind of the end of his sermon. And she was, um, and she was like, well, you know, I want to hear, hear that again, you know, and because uh, I think she had come right in during the preaching in the first service. And normally, you know, like we would, you know, with the kids had to get them down or whatever. But this time she was like, I'm just going to, hey, I'm going to put the kids back in Sunday school. And we're, I want to I want to stay for this this second service and hear the whole thing again, you know. And in that in that second service, I mean, we just felt the Lord. And um, I remember we were praying. I was praying. I was at the piano and um, and we didn't I was sitting there waiting for that, you know, moment where he wants you to start playing or whatever. But we never got there. It was just a great altar call. And I remember my wife coming up and praying with me and and just in that sermon. And Brother Josh Heron came over and laid hands on us. <laughs> and he's you know, he's like telling us, you know, hey, there's something coming. There's there's going to be uh, uh, an opening where, you know, you're not going to have to open the door. It's already set, you know, and this is, and he starts saying stuff like this to us. You know, we're bawling, we're crying. And it was at that moment. You knew, knew, exa- you knew exactly what it was. I, I knew exactly. <laughs> I said, I said, I got to talk to Pastor Johns this week. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and so that really kind of solidified my decision to talk to him. Cause I remember even on that Sunday thinking after church, I'm going to call, I'm going to call the, the pastor there and tell him I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. And I remember thinking that, like, I'm just wow. going to tell him, I just, I can't do this. You know, I, I don't, I, you know, and I know I, I didn't want to talk to Pastor Johns. I was afraid to talk to Pastor Johns first. Cause I'm like, man, they've been so good to me. I've been here two and a half years. And now I'm like going to tell him, Hey, I might be going, you know, I might be, yeah. you know, transitioning. I might be looking at it. And that's always kind of an awkward deal um, for a music minister. Um, and, and no matter how long you've been somewhere, to, to bring yeah. that conversation to the forefront. And I mean, I was super afraid to do that because I didn't know how I was going to react. I didn't know if it was going to uh, change the relationship we had, you know, uh, you know, yeah. a personal relationship, working relationship. And, so I was very you had nervous. a close relationship that. with him. You, you loved Brother John's yes. and still do to this day. He, he is your pastor even to this day, correct? That's right. Absolutely. And, and just, you yeah. know, his family, the pastoral staff there, 
um, I had grown really close to everyone and found, I felt like I found a place, you know, found my place there. But I, after that service, I knew, I said, man, you know, and, I, and my wife, I, she looked at me and I said, I know, I'm going to talk to him this week, you know. And so that <laughs> really solidified it for me, like I have to do this. But it was a struggle getting to that point, you know. But I, I did. I was able to to have that meeting that week. And and so you go in, you have the conversation. What was his reaction? Um, I, I tell you, it, you know, even walking into me, I can still remember how it felt. You know, I'm sitting down, and you know, he's sitting across from me on the on the desk there. And uh, you know, I said, you know, I start telling the story. I said, you know, uh, Pastor John's. I I uh, used to work at this church in Texas, and I had preached there a few. Uh, um, I think it was maybe a, a year uh, prior to um, you know uh, us having this conversation, or a year or two. I can't remember uh-huh. exactly, but. I told him about it and I told him, you know, um, my connection there. And then I, I told him about the phone call and that's where I got really nervous. You know, I said, Hey, uh, this happened. And I told him how, you know, a week prior that I had said something, you know, to Kenesha about, um, you know, being pastor, pastor there, you know, or a church like that church, you know? And, um, and I remember he looked at me and the first thing he said was, I, I just want to thank you for, feeling safe and feeling comfortable enough to have this conversation with me. And I remember just, wow. that, that's the first thing he said and, and, and it completely put me at ease. And I, and I, yeah. I remember I was thinking like, no, thank you for saying that. You know, <laughs> Thank you so much for, you know, not freaking out, you know? Um, and, um, and I, and I, he told me, he said, you know, I feel like there is something, there's a spiritual element to this because of, you know, the conversation you had a week prior and then receiving this phone call. And, um, and I remember he, he, you know, him, him just saying, you know, that I think there, um, I think this is something worth pursuing. I think this is something, you know, worth, let's just, let's, let's pray together and let's continue going toward it, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. so he kind of initiated me, you know, setting up a time to, to go out there and preach and kind of feel it out and for our family to, to feel it out. And, and he asked me to pursue that. And I remember one thing he, he really, um, you know, he, he told me, he said, being a pastor, it's different. He said that it's a different kind of, uh, it's a different weight, you know, of ministry. And he said, I want you to, he said, I want you to know that you're built to be a pastor before you go, before you, you know, accept anything or he said, I really want you to know. And he told me, he said, wow, I, you know, I've wise. got a dog in the fight. Yeah. He told me, he said, I got a dog in the fight here. And I, I'm, I don't know that I can be, you know, unbiased in this situation. He said, I don't want you to leave, yeah. obviously. I love you. And so then he, that's when he introduced me to you and, uh, and kind of gotten, uh, you know, ministry uh, coaching started. And, um, and he said, you know, I want you to do this uh, because I want you to know that you're built for pastoring. And that was his main concern wow. uh, was that is this are you called to pastor? He said, many people can minister and evangelize and do, but pastoring is a different, it's a different ministry. It's a different weight. And you have to be ready for that. And, um, and I remember him just stressing that to me. I love the fact, Brandon, that, that if you don't mind me butting in here, I just love the fact that, that he was wise enough to, of course, spiritual always trumps the the physical. I mean, we're we're going to listen to God and, and we're going to obey God, even if it doesn't feel good and feel natural. Yet he was wise enough to explore those natural elements of your giftings as as well. And I and I love that. I love that. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I mean, he's just an amazing leader. Um, and just his response in itself, uh, I felt so comfortable. I felt um, extremely safe. You know in his ministry. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I could always describe his ministry. And people ask me, what is it like Atlanta West? It's so safe. You know, you just feel safe under his ministry. Um, and, and that, that to me was, oh, it was amazing, man. That, that, you know, that weight of like being scared that our relationship is going to change and, and what happens yeah. now, you know, how, how is, you know, we're going to be treated differently now, you know, is this going to feel weird at church now? Um, but he, you know, he was so wise in it and, and in that wisdom. And I just, everything he asked me to do, I said, Let, I'm going to do it. You know, I, I trust him. Um, and it was, a that was, that was an amazing experience for me in itself. Just that conversation. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And I think it was another taught, it affirmation. Taught you a lot, you know? it? Yes. And, and I think it was another yeah. uh, affirmation of, I need to continue this, you know, because that was one of the things yeah. I, I told Kanisha. I said, if Pastor John says, hey, this is not the road for you or I don't think this is it. Or man, if he said anything negative, I think I would have I said, I'm going to call the pastor, <laughs> tell him I'm not coming. <laughs> You'd have been happy for him to say something negative. <laughs> you know, I, I, part of me kind of wanted it to happen, you know, yeah, just just to be like, OK, this door is closed. You know, I know it's closed, you know. Because leaving it open yeah. is still this unknown, you know, it's still this unknown of, am I really going to do this, you know? So even after, uh, even after having this conversation, you know, we, we initiated uh, conversations with, with, with executive coaching and started moving into that. Um, we did a, a, an assessment on you, a high-powered assessment on you that, that kind of zeroed in on, on your strengths and your weaknesses, you know. But what do you think brought you to the place that you really knew it's time to say yes, it's time to make that transition? Or was that kind of a gradual? Was there, was there a moment or was that kind of a gradual? Um, honestly, it was extremely gradual. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I, there was a moment, but I'll tell you when it happened. Um, it was, the moment hit me when I was voted in. <laughs> Pastor. Wow. I think wow. that was the, the real moment where I said, okay, I am definitely supposed to go. Um, and yeah. I was voted in 98% um, yeah. in, in as senior pastor there. Which, and, which in I, this and, day and age it, to, to get 98% is, is huge because right. this day and age, it's rare that you would get a hundred percent. If you get exactly. 90%, mm-hmm you're, you're doing really, really well, but 98 is, is strong. So that was, yeah, and I, that was kind of the sign that it's time. It was. And I, I remember, um, and, and throughout this time, I mean, this was a process of probably, uh, what, six, seven, eight months, somewhere in there. And, uh, yeah. and throughout this entire process, uh, throughout the coaching, there were always moments where I was like, I'm going to call the pastor and tell him I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm going to tell him this, this, I can't do this. You know, this, I'm not a pastor. I'm not built for this, you know, Brandon, what do you think that was that kept, uh, you know, sort of sort of stirring those mental struggles within you? What do you think caused you to to constantly second guess that? Um, I I think there was a, there are a few things, um, that kind of stood out to me that I feel like, um, you know, created that doubt. Uh, first off, you know, just being a pastor, just just knowing the weight of it, knowing what I've seen. I've worked in ministry for years at this point, um, yeah. and and I, I've seen you know uh, what pastors do, what pastors go through, um, and then the um, you know where it's a little different as a pastor because people you know can put you up on a pedestal. They can you know thank your you know this this person, but you're you're a human you're a human being. You know you're going to have that humanity show right. and. And that's a right. tough thing, you know, for pastors. And uh, I, I tell, you know, when I was um, kind of mentoring some other music ministers, I said, listen, one of the hardest things is when you see the humanity of pastors and you know they're human and you know that they're going to make mistakes or uh, say something upset you or, you know, feel sometimes you feel that betrayal, you know, and, and all of that, those yeah. things can happen as a pastor. And I was like, man, I don't want to be in that position. <laughs> and yeah. then the other side of me was, you know, um, there are a lot of people that, um, you know, when I was in Bible college, they, they want to be pastors, you know, they, they want mm-hmm. to, um, they're looking for an opportunity that was, had just presented itself to me. And it yeah. almost felt like, like a betrayal to them, you know, so, like, this isn't fair. How is this happening to, yeah. How is this happening to me? You know? And I'm not even like, yeah. you know, when people, when people would, you know, I'd say something about being a pastor, even now they're like, Oh, you're a pastor. You're, you went to be pastor, you know, <laughs> you're a music minister, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so it felt like, man, am I, is this, is this, am I taking an opportunity from someone else? And, um, so, you know, that, huh. those two things. Wow. And then the last one I think for me was, I just didn't think I could do it. You know, <laughs> I didn't think I could be successful so, at it. You know, I, I, so I uh, just a, just a self doubt, <laughs> uh, maybe a fear of failure. A hundred percent fear of failure. Um, and I think in those, um, in our coaching sessions, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I constantly got affirmations, you know, in, in those sessions, you know, and, 
and learning about myself, learning um, who I am, what what makes up Brandon Cowden, you know, what yeah. what derails me, you know, uh, what uh, what what kind of things fill me up, what what energizes me, and mm-hmm. understanding that that fear of failure, um, you know, was a huge part of this, you know, because not you know I'm not going to uh, you know a church of you know five hundred, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, you know this the church right. had been through a lot through COVID and and seen a lot of changes and. And it's kind of in this rebuilding process. And that's why, yeah. you know, the pastor, they wanted to bring somebody in to to kind of take it. But then there's this fear of like, what if I get there and everybody leaves, you know, and uh, what what does that happen? What does that mean for my family? What if they don't like, like me? Right. Yeah. And then and then uh, well, I tell you, one of the, the biggest things was if I fail as a pastor, do I go back to being a music minister? And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Do I call, you know, Pastor John and say, hey, this didn't work out? Can I come back? You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and and what does that feel like? Um, and yeah. that you know, because that that failure would feel, I think, would just devastate me. You know, like I, I don't know. So that that was uh, a huge, huge fear of mine, um, and just just knowing who I was and and not not feeling equipped either. You know, so all of that. <laughs> what do you What do you think was instrumental in? helping you overcome that fear and, and actually, you know, making the move at that point, what do you think was instrumental? Um, so the people in my life, um, the, the mentors mm-hmm. in my life, um, mm-hmm. that was the, the most instrumental part of it. Um, I think That's good. Uh, taking those coaching sessions, um, our coaching sessions were a, a huge part. And I, I say to this day that I wouldn't be a pastor if we hadn't gone through that. And I remember um, wow. after like our first, I think first se- session or, or maybe second. You've, um, you've never told me that, Brandon. <laughs> that oh. makes my day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, 100%, I would not be pastoring if it wasn't for, for your coaching, for sure. And I Thank remember. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I remember the, I think it was the second session we had after we took the, the CDR and, and you told me, I, I think we we're on a phone call, actually. You just called me to kind of go over mm-hmm. it and you told me. You know, at the end of the call, Brandon, you're you're built to be a, a senior pastor. And I remember you yeah. telling me that. And I remember in that moment, it was another it was another confirmation, right? Like, okay, I think I'm supposed to be doing this. I think I think I'm on the right path, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I remember yeah. you, just, you, you know, had the makeup that was yes. perfect for for a senior pastor. In fact, much more so than than a minister of music. You right, had the exactly. makeup to be a senior pastor. And, and I think those things like spoke to me when you, you showed me that and looking at it and kind of looking at my life and saying, oh, man, I think this might be what I'm supposed to be doing. And also, yeah. um, you know, you know, help me to when I talk to Pastor Johns, you know, because, you know, his things were, are you built for pastoring? You know, are you built to be a pastor? And he mm-hmm. and when I got that those results, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm built for pastoring. Like, this is what I'm. Yeah. Um, you know, my makeup is, this is who I am. That was a huge, uh, huge part of it. Huge part of, of, of coming to this place where I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to go, you know? And I think, um, another mentor of mine, brother Larry Silliman, um, I, I talked to him and I remember him saying, I just feel right about this, Brandon. I just feel, I feel good about this. He said, he said, I'm so excited about it. I feel like it's happening to me. You know? <laughs> and uh, he was just really, really excited about it. Um, really, yeah. um, you know, for, and he said, I think you need to pursue this. I think you need to do this. And again, it was yeah. like, okay, God, okay. Okay. You know, cause I was, I feel like every week, every other week I'm thinking, I'm not going to call him and tell him I'm not coming. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> and, um, but so it was it was through relationships. It was through important relationships mm-hmm. in your life that you that you sort of gained the energy to to really face what you felt the Lord was calling you to do. Uh, yes. I love that. That's tremendous. Um, and and I'm glad you brought that out. Uh, it's relationships are so vital, so important to our ministries and our lives. And a lot of times, as as pastors, I would imagine even as music ministers, you know, it's, it's easy to sort of seclude ourselves and, you know, we find ourselves surrounded by people yet lonely and not receiving the things that we need. 
but you reached out and you were able to receive the things that you needed in those moments to, to give you the confidence to move forward in what the Lord was, was calling you to do. So that's tremendous. So you and your wife, you knew it was right. You made the decision, you were voted in and logistically and, and emotionally you're having to move across the nation, say goodbye to one church, say hello to, to the next church. Uh, what, what was that like? What, what types of emotions did you experience in, in those moments? And, and even the physical part of just moving, um, that was, I, I was with you, uh, through that, not, not in your presence, but, uh, yeah. we had meetings and things of that nature through that. And I know it was a tough time for you. So kind of talk to that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it was, um, you know, it was an exciting time. We were both, me and my wife were both excited, um, excited for the move. And it seemed like things were kind of going, you know, in place. And um, be before I tell you about this, I'll back up and tell you a couple of things that, that will kind of let you see what's going on here. So when I was in Louisville, Kentucky, um, for a number of years, we bought a house and had a, had a son. When, yeah. after we had a son, we were transitioning out of Louisville after we bought a house, like, you know, maybe, I don't know. I had the house for maybe, it was less than a year. So I'm moving less than a year, selling a house, having, you know, we had a, we had a son and then my wife was pregnant. <laughs> so we moved from Louisville to Atlanta in that transition. Uh, it was a very difficult transition. Um, then my wife had to get licensed uh, in Georgia and that took a while. She didn't have a she's job a for a while. Counselor. She, yeah, yeah, she's a licensed uh, marriage and family therapist, um, and and uh, so so we're we're transitioning, we're moving. Um, you know, we had saved up some money, and so we're like, okay, I think we're going to be good. You know, while you until you get a job, we'll be okay. We got to sell the house. So we thought the house was going to sell. You know, God's going to just open a door. We're going to have a great sale of the house. Everything's going to be great. Well, the house did not sell. And uh, we had house uh, mortgage payment and rent on a house for about, I think, six months. Um, and wow. it was debilitating. You know, it was it was just it was just, oh, man, it was horrible. We just felt like, you know, Kanisha wasn't working. We're paying, you know, basically double mortgage <laughs> and we're just seeing yeah. our savings just like diminish and diminish and diminish. Right. <laughs> That's tough. And so yeah. it was a, and in and that she was pregnant as well. So so we're getting ready to have another son. And so all this is happening. So anyway, so we get, we finally get the house sold there and, you know, we're good to go. So we have our, our next son and, and finally things that, you know, she, she's got, she got a job now. So I think things are, you know, they're good. And so now we come to this next transition. Well, we had just bought the house we were renting. <laughs> okay. So we bought another house and um and we were uh we we're pregnant with another son <laughs> so here we are same boat bought a house and got another baby on the way and uh and then uh, my wife is working and she's uh you know trying to transition her job you know and, and transfer to a job in texas well that seemed to work out we had a had a plan had the job um everything's good to go so we had based all our move based off of when she needed to transfer and so we did that and then I think maybe two weeks before we were supposed to go, um, her job let her know that that job was not going to be able to transfer. And oh, no. so we're in a place where we're like, oh, not again. You know, here we are. <laughs> we got a house. You don't have a job. We're transitioning and we're and it's and it's completely different. So and I'm very like, you know, I'm I'm having to preach and. I'm, I'm not having, you know, never had to preach weekly. You know? So I'm like, I'm going to have to, this is a completely different workflow for me. And, yeah. um, and so music, music uh, was easy for you. Preaching right. is, is new and, and a, yes. a little bit more challenging to prepare for. Absolutely. The study, the, the writing, all of that. And I wasn't, you know, used to that. And so here I am trying to figure that part out. My wife's pregnant. We got two boys now. We're trans, so we're we're we ha we have to go on and you know the move is set. So we got we got our pods ready, everything is set. So we have to keep going, and uh, so we we get to moving. Thank God, the house sold pretty much immediately, um, and so that was a blessing in Georgia. So I was nervous about that, but God worked it out. We sold the house. It was it was great. So the house sold, but now we're transitioning, 
And now we're trying to figure out this transfer for her job. And so before she quit the job she had here, she just kept working. So now I'm in Texas. We have our stuff and we're, we had bought a house. We found a house and that was super stressful. The market was extremely hot here. So um, we're, you know, getting outbid left and right. We finally fi find this house. And um, so we, we get it and we're supposed to be closing on this house. Well, if Kanisha doesn't have this job, we're not closing on this house, you know, oh, um, my goodness. because I mean, it was based on both of our incomes. Um, and so if it was going to be just mine, we're going to have to restructure. So we're gonna have to get out of this house and lose about $5,000, um, you know, plus all of the stress of starting over. And so right now we're staying, um, with the, we're living, uh, at this time with the pastor and he has a, it was a, it was a nice setup. You know, they let us stay in kind of a loft area, basically like a one bedroom apartment. So we have a bedroom, bathroom and living room and, and the boys are with me. So, you know, that was, it was great, you know, um, you know, space to live, but it was still very stressful because the boys don't have their rooms right. and here we are trying to make it work and they're not in daycare right now. And my wife is traveling back and forth from Georgia to Texas, working oh through the goodness. week, coming home on the weekends. And, wow. and that was two and a half weeks. We did that. And that, that, that two and a half weeks, I can't tell you how stressful those two and a half weeks were. I'm watching the boys all day. I'm trying to study yeah. and preach on Wednesday, on Sunday. Um, we're trying to figure out this house and we got down to the week of closing and we're supposed to close on a Monday. And I asked them if we could push back till Friday and they agreed, but Friday was it. And the week we're closing, <clears throat> my wife is still trying to figure out this transfer that the people are working on it. And she gets a letter saying that, sorry, the job is canceled. You're not going to, you're not going to get this job. So oh. she calls me, she says, Hey, I'm not getting this job. And I say, all right, well, we're going to have to, you know, figure out the house situation. So we're thinking we're going to have to lose this money <clears throat> and figure something else out. Fifteen minutes later, she gets a call and says, hey, hold on a second. <laughs> we're, we're working on something. And then like five minutes later, they give her the job. So this is on a Monday. Oh, my goodness. She's in wow. Georgia. She's in what Georgia. What a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all over the place. She's in Georgia on a Monday. She starts on a Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> So she, she has to get in on Wednesday. The closing was supposed to be Friday, but they had to push it back because of bad weather. So she, mm -hmm. she drives, um, she drives in, you know, it's 11 hours drive. So she drives in, gets in at 2 a.m. We close in the house at 6 a.m. <laughs> she has to be at work at 8 a.m. <laughs> okay. My so goodness. this Wednesday was, a, I mean, just all the emotions you could imagine. Um, yeah. but you know, at the same time, it was a miracle, you know, God, it just worked it out. I tell people all the time, you know, he's an on time God, but I wouldn't mind if he was a little early every now and again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but it was extremely, extremely stressful time, uh, especially yes. those two weeks. But, but even, you know, I remember talking to you, Brandon, it was, it was not just the two weeks. It was, it was months of very, stressful transition, you know, lots of new things, learning new people, learning new roles, you know, all of those things. Very, very stressful time for you. What do you feel uh, were most important to help you through the coping through those extremely stressful and tiring times? Um, I mean, number one relationship, um, you know, yeah. Uh, Kanisha and I, you know, we, we talked, uh, a lot through that time and we, yeah. you know, with her being in Georgia, um, and when she would come home on the weekends, um, you know, we, uh, one of the things we, we often say, um, to people going through transition or just any kind of, you know, stressful time is right now isn't always. And that's kind of how we, what we live by right now is not always. It's a, it's a season. So it's, yeah. it's a season. Um, and I know for me, um, having, you know, her and just focusing on our relationship, um, yeah. focusing on my children, um, you know, my boys, um, just loving them, uh, spend a lot of time with them, uh, that time, obviously they weren't in daycare. So, um, just, we would try to go to the park every day, you know, and just spend time and that would help yeah. with the stress of it all. Right. It was a lot of, you know, newness there, but those were the consistent things in my life were the relationships. 
our, our relationship, you know, um, doing, having yeah. this, this time of coaching through that. And in those sessions, I understood a lot more about myself. Um, mm -hmm. and I understood, you know, what things were, you know, going to derail me, what, what I feel and, and how I get into my negative habits when I'm stressed, when I'm, when I don't yeah. have a, a solid rhythm of life. Um, and so through that transition, learning those things, uh, for me, uh, were instrumental in, in, in making this work. Um, even after we finally got in the house and things started settling down, uh, understanding that, you know, just having good sleep patterns, uh, having a, a yes. good rhythm of life, understanding, you know, to structure my day, um, it changed, it changed my life. Honestly, it changed how mm -hmm. I deal with stress. Um, mm -hmm. understanding that I know this is a season and that I can get back to those, that rhythm of life, even after things change, yeah. you know? Um, and so to me through that stressful time, it was all about relationships and not, um, not looking toward, you know, pseudo relationships, not looking for other things to kind of right. fill the space, you know, Netflix and, or net, yeah, other, exactly. other things to, to kind of cope with. <laughs> With yes. the stress, you you engaged and, with relationships with particular people in your life, and multiple people in your life, not just one, not just me, but multiple right. people in your life to to fill you up, and uh, and and the things that were draining you. The solution to that was one: your relationship with God. I know you have a strong relationship with God, but then two: your relationship with others. That was a vital thing, Absolutely. and and getting back to that rhythm of life. That was, yes. that was a big part of, of getting you through that. Anything else? Yeah. I mean, really, those are the main things, the things that stand yeah. out to me, the things I remember, you know, and of course, um, you know, I, obviously my relationship with pastor Johns, um, just, yeah. he, he was, I mean, amazing in through the entire transition. Um, and yeah. just, I would just get, you know, text message. I'm praying for you, praying for God's will for you and Kenesha praying for you guys and it's the whole pastoral staff there at Atlanta West and, and everybody, all the, all the people at Atlanta West um, just yeah. made our transition. So, uh, so much more bearable, so much easier, um, just a smooth transition. And I don't know what I would have done without, you know, the backing of them, you know, and through that mm -hmm. transition, but it was, to me, it was all about that getting through that, getting through those relations, uh, getting through that transition. It was all about the relationships I had. And that's yeah. how we made it, you know. Well, that's that's excellent perspective. So, Brandon, you took a an existing church where there was a well established, uh, long standing pastor, and you had a a great experience from my viewpoint, a great experience with transition. What do you feel made it? What were the components of that that made it such a good experience? Um, I think you know. In any transition, um, clarity, understanding, um, you know, communication mm -hmm. is, is huge. That's that's going to be what's what's most important, I think, in any transition. I've had some good transitions. I've had some not so good transitions. Um, yeah. But when when both uh, parties understand each other, uh, communicate well, um, that that's Very the key clear. to me. Very, Very clear, clear and, and even and even written. You had written communication, yes. correct? Absolutely, yes. Written communication, um, having the hard conversations. You know, before yeah. um, before we decided, yes, we had some tough conversations. You know, some conversations <laughs> about you know the practicality of everything. Right? Uh, what does that yeah. look like for us? You know, how is this going to affect our livelihood? What what you know? Mm -hmm. What is the what are the expectations? You know, from from the one side and what are our expectations of, um, you know, the pastor that was there already? Um, how yeah. is this transition going to uh, flow? What, what are you looking for me to do? Um, is this going to be something where, you know, I'm going to uh, take over right away or, or I'm going to gradually take over. How is that going to look? Um, and, and uh, the pastor there was amazing. Um, and the uh, Bishop now, and he's uh, still amazing, still, uh, still at the church and still working with me. Um, but because of how, um, how well he communicated, uh, also how, how, um, you know, him and his, his wife, his family, um, they welcomed us and, and it was just, it made it very easy to transition and to, to start doing, and he, he was ready. I think that's a, that's a big yeah. part of it. 
some people aren't ready for that transition, he, even though they may he say he actually they are. released. He actually released the control. He actually, you, you know, allowed you to step in as pastor, make decisions, and didn't try to to renegotiate and try to you know nudge his way back into the to the decision making of the church. Correct. Yes. Correct. Exactly. And also, when we talked about transitioning, uh, we talked about you know coming there and being there for about a year, and then we mm -hmm. would. A transition to senior pastor. But one thing he did that yeah. was really wise and, and um, made me very comfortable is that when I got voted in as pastor, it, I was automatically going to become senior pastor at a, at a mm -hmm. set date um, within the, within the year. And that, yeah. that set date was in October. And so, so I it knew it wasn't maybe two or three years from now, or yes. maybe, a, maybe a year from now, it was a set yes. date before yes. you and moved, was, you had a set date. And when they voted, they voted on that. And so the church knew that this was going to happen. I'm going to be pastor yeah. and I'm going to be senior pastor at this set date. And there's no going back. You know, there's this is it. Yeah. So it was that was clear communication from him. And I think very wise in a transition like this. I think it's very can get very messy. Um, and, I, you know, you you know, there's horror stories out there when when you bring a new person in a new pastor and things start going well, then. You know, senior pastor's like, hey, this is going pretty good. Why don't we just keep this going, yeah. you know? <laughs> and yeah. so I didn't have that fear of that. Um, and also, um, um, you know, from the district, um, our district superintendent, Brother Flowers, I, I had spoken with him about the transition. And he had spoken with, uh, you know, Pastor Corner uh, about the transition. And, and they were on the same page uh, of what was going to happen, mm -hmm. how the transition was mm -hmm. going. And it was a blessing because he had just went through a similar transition at his church. Uh, where his son became the pastor and he became a uh, bishop there. And so um, he he put me at ease, uh, very much so. Uh, and then as well as Brother uh, yeah. Pastor Johns knew Brother Flowers. And when I told, yeah. you know, Pastor Johns about my conversation with Brother Flowers, he felt, I think that solidified it for him. He said, okay, you're going to be pastor there. And that lots, was and that Lots was of amazing. good communication wise, wise counsel, but lots of good communication between everybody. It sounds like is what facilitated that. So yes. do you think, was there anything that you wish you could, could have done differently? If you had it to do over again, was there anything about that that you wish you could have done differently that maybe our listeners could, could uh, glean from? You know, um, I thought about that. I thought about what, what would I have done differently if anything and honestly, in the transition, I think that everything was done so well. I don't know mm -hmm. that there's anything we could do as far as, as that is concerned um, differently. Um, I, I mean, if there was anything I, I would um, change about, you know, the transition, uh, probably, you know, and I don't know that I could really because trying to trying to connect with people um, sooner. Yeah. Uh, but, you know my family was my priority, you know? And so you, I don't even know you, that I had it. You just couldn't, do. you couldn't. Yes. Um, yeah, you that's know, a, that's, pregnant a, that's wife, a process of, of kind of moving into that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, looking back, I, I just think that the way everything was handled, the way we transitioned, you know, I, I, you know, big focus was my family and, and yeah. I believe in that. And I preach that now, you know, to our church that, you know, ministry comes after your family. Very and wise. I wanted to make yeah. sure that, that they were, um, you know, they were good. And even, even when I first got here, I remember, you know, I was excited. I wanted to change things. I wanted to, you know, like, Oh, let's do this, do that. Let's do this. You know? And I remember I felt a, a check in my spirit and I felt like I needed to just back up and just, Hey, let me just, let me just, let me just look at things. Let me build relationship. And yeah. I think that came from uh, a multitude of counselors, you know, and, and, and pastor John's always said there's safety in a multitude of counselors. He believed that he lived by that. And I said, I'm going to do that as a pastor. And after talking That's to you, after wise. talking to him, um, it felt like the right thing to do. And, and I feel like it was. And so I don't know that there was anything different I would have done. Uh, definitely with the transition, everything was above board. Um, there were no, I mean, there were literally no hiccups or things. I'm like, well, what, what, that's not what we talked about. You know, none of those moments happened. Um, mm -hmm. it was a beautiful transition. It was a beautiful, um, I mean, just everything about it was great. So, and the church was received yeah. me well and it was awesome. So you're actually 
one year this month into moving back to or moving back to this church. Um, and so you've settled in after your first year as the, as the senior pastor, you, you've already had the official services and all to inst- install you as the senior pastor. So you're there, I'm here. <laughs> uh, this, this first year, what, what was good about it? And, uh, what was a struggle about it and what's next maybe even. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of great things uh, this year. You know, in transition, one of the things that always happens, I feel like, is that, you know, with the church is, you know, they're also in this transition, right? And, you know, uh, Pastor there had been there 30 years. And now, mm-hmm. you know, some of the people remember me, but I'm a completely different person than I was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, people are curious. People are like, I wonder what he's going to be like, you know, and there's, there's a lot of that. Um, and so then you have people that will leave through the transition, you know, decide that, Hey, I don't want to do this. You know, change is hard for people. Um, and so that, that was difficult, you know, being the pastor, you know, it, it was a, it was a, a, a shift for me. And because I didn't, I never desired to be a pastor, you know, and so I'm here like, okay, God, I'm here. I'm, I'm here for you. you know. <laughs> um, yeah. And in that, I, I, you know, it was hard to see people go. It was hard to see people transition out. Um, it was very, that part was uh, probably one of the most difficult things. Um, and then just yeah. finding yeah. my, my new, um, you know, workflow rhythm of life in it, in it all. I, I'm now mm-hmm. I'm preaching, I'm not playing, um, you know, that, that was difficult for me. You know, I, I played piano every yeah. week for the last, you know, 25 years. I don't know, whatever, however long it's been, you know, and I, I've, you know, I've never not played piano, you know, for a service. And so that the shifting of that, um, getting, you know, studying and writing out a sermon, you know, developing a thought, um, that's all foreign, you know, to me, you know, and I preach every, you know, here and there, you know, you know, once a, you know, once a year, twice a year, you know, but now I'm right. here maybe twice a week preaching. And now, yeah. so that part was very hard um, to kind of transition my thinking, my mind, my study, and and how to set that time up and, and kind of getting like, because, you know, I know if I'm playing a song, I know how much time I need to practice because I've done it for years. Yeah. But if I need to preach a sermon and I need to preach it on a certain topic, how long is that going to take me? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <That> <laughs> Several days, experience. apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. um that was difficult. That part was hard. And losing people transitioning, trying to build relationships, but people and and knowing that people have to want to that relationship. And I wanted yeah. it, but then people, you know, were like, No, I don't want that. You know, and that was that was hard for me because I'm like, God, you brought me here to do this. Why are people not wanting this? You know? So that yeah. part was very difficult for me. Um, and kind of getting through that, but knowing that what helped me through that is knowing that I was supposed to be there. Like I didn't open this door. I knew without a shadow of a doubt, this is where I'm supposed it to be. Was, this is what it I'm was supposed God to ordained. do. Yeah. It was God ordained. So I knew, okay, God, I'm going to be okay with this. I'm, I'm, I know that there's going to be, this is going to be part of the transition. So that was what was, was tough for me. The great, uh, the good things are easy. You know, the, the church, um, just kind of felt like it, it just had new life, you know, and it was exciting. People, momentum is building. People are excited. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, making some changes and people are like, man, that's amazing. That's awesome. And that was so exciting. And then I think this whole year, one of the most rewarding things for me, and this is a, this is a church that is not like, you know, four generations deep, you know, in, in Pentecost, right? We have yeah. a lot of first generation or second generation um, but beyond that's it. And most of them are brand new. And so mm-hmm. seeing people fall in love with Jesus, seeing people, um, you know, building their relationship with God and growing their relationship with God has been the re- most rewarding part for me and being a part of that journey for them. You know, I, I yeah. was, um, there was a lady that told me that's good. Uh, and, uh, she, she's, uh, she'd been to church, you know, maybe a year or so. And she told me, you know, pastor, I'm going to stop vaping. And I was like, praise God. You know what I mean? You know, and it's like, it's not something that I had heard a lot because, you know, I've been to well-established churches and even in those churches, I didn't really work with new converts. Right. You know, I'm doing music ministry. Mm -hmm. I see people praise the Lord, you know, 
every now and again teach a Bible study, but I'm not working with these people, you know, and teaching them and, um, and being able to teach them stuff they've never heard before. You know, I did a, a, yeah. a series and I just talked about fasting. There are people in the church, you know, new converts that never fasted. They didn't even know what it meant. What does that mean? What is, what do I do with yeah. that? Being a part of that journey for me has been the most exciting thing and seeing so them grow. It's so rewarding seeing them grow in their relationship with God and desire that, desire that, yeah. you know, relationship with God. And one of the things me and Kanisha, when we said we were coming, we want to focus on relationship. We want people to know mm-hmm. that this isn't, um, you know, a mandate, you know, you got to do this, 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 this. No, we want you to yeah. have a relationship with God and then he'll tell you what you should do. And when, and when those people Absolutely. have those moments, it's amazing. Another guy, he, he had dreads, long dreads, and, and he, he, uh, he came in one day, had his hair all cut off, right, real short. And uh, people at the church, did you talk to him about his hair? I said, no, I didn't talk to him about his hair. Why would I do that? And, you know, it was amazing. He came to me. He said, Pastor, God told me to cut my hair off. He told me. To, he, told me he said, I've had this for, I think he had it for seven years. He had these dreads. Wow. And uh, wow. he said, God told me to cut them off, and I struggled. But, you know, I, I knew I needed to do that. And that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted in a church. I wanted a church that was based on relationship. Not rules and regulations, but relationship. Because that's, when you have a relationship with him, the, the the things in your life start to change, but organically, you know. And uh, so, you're, and so that's, you're you're moving that direction. You're uh, you, you've you've moved into relationship with your church and and kind of settling in in that. And yeah. what's what's next for you? What do you feel like is uh, is next for, on the horizon for 2023? Yes, absolutely. This is going to be an exciting year. Um, I'm I'm so excited about what God is going to do this year, what he's already started. You know, I spent this last year really doing a lot of organizing, doing a lot yeah. of, of uh, building relationships. Um, and now I feel like we're in a place where we have um, a new convert, you know, somebody coming in, um, you know, that doesn't know anything about God. And we have a clear path from, from, con, yeah. you know, from new convert to saint, you know, to being involved mm-hmm. to, you know, this, I, and I'm, I'm, that's what I want to focus on. And that's really this year is about outreach. And now I feel like, you know, uh, we're in a place where we can get that. You know, when I first got here, I told our leadership team, I said, if we have a hundred people show up tomorrow. Um, we, we would lose them because we have no idea what we're going to do with them. They're going to come in. What, what, how, how do I get involved? How do I get, uh, how do I become a member? How do, how do I grow? How do I do this? You know, we don't have a clear path for that. And now I feel yeah. like we're, we're in a place where we have a clear path, you know, and my, my first year here, my first, um, it's funny, my first Easter, um, you know, we had, we had all these guests that were supposed to be coming, you know, we had, I had a parking lot team. I had people parking down the street. So we had all these spaces, you know, I put extra chairs out and, you know, we had zero guests, not a one wow. show up, wow. not one guest. So I'm in church <laughs> and it's empty, man. It's probably, probably 75, 80 people there, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> you know? I had my general conference message. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I had my general conference <laughs> message pre, you know, ready to go. I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to win souls today. And not a one person came. And, you know, wow. but, but I felt from the Lord, you know, prepare, prepare, prepare. And that's what we've been doing this year. We have been getting um, our, our teams organized. We've been getting our mm-hmm. ministries organized. Uh, we've been getting a, a process organized from people. And we've seen it. We started our first steps class where you can get involved right after you go through this yeah. class. And there's there's places for everybody to get involved. And now I'm seeing people that, like I said, are growing, you know. Hey, Pastor, I'm, I'm going to quit vaping. I'm going to do this, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna stop doing this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, you know. And now because they're connected to us, you know, they're, they're, they're at, they have a place that they can serve. They're yeah. just, they're buying into the vision of it. And I think that's where we are this year. This year is a year of outreach for us. And we've got a, a lot of great uh, events. And, you know, this last year helped me know. Uh, and I think, I think there's, there's a couple of things that, you know, in pastoring in in looking at a church and I'll share this with, uh, with everyone. I, I looked at what our church does well and mm-hmm. our church is, one of the most friendly churches you'll come to. Um, and I'm not just saying it because I'm the pastor, but I'm saying it because when I call guests, that's what they tell me. Almost every guest I've called in contact, they've all said the same thing. Man, you guys are friendly. Yeah. 
And then our church is very diverse. Um, we, we're made up of white, black, Hispanic is, is probably most of what we're made up of, but we have Jamaican family. We, we've got other, um, you know, uh, backgrounds of people, you know, that are there. And so to me, that's, that's the two points I wanted to highlight. And so I decided, okay, we're going to be friendly on purpose and we want to show people that we are diverse and that we have, this is some, a place where that that is you know expected you know so when you see us that's online good. when you see us on our website you're going to see diversity and that's what we're working on now mm-hmm. redoing our website showing what what makes up life and who we are and i believe in being I authentic and some people some people say they're authentic but they're constantly looking for what people are looking for well i'm not looking yeah. for what people are looking for i'm i've decided that this is what makes up life and it's not a church for everybody we hope that everybody yeah. want, we would love to come, but we're going to be who we are because that's who we are. That's that we yeah. love people. We love God. We love that's people. Good. And that's, that's good. what, I love that. that's, that's what we're focusing on, you know, this year. And I, I, I had to look at that and decide like, this is what we want to do, you know? And so that's what we're doing. Yeah. So as we wrap up, as we bring this to the, to a close, just one last question I want to ask you, you know, you, you loved music. You, you, I would assume you still love music. Yeah. How, how are you scratching that itch now? How are you fulfilling the music <laughs> side of, uh, of ministry in your life now that you're a senior pastor? Absolutely. Um, and it, this is a, a question I get the most. Uh, people ask me about being pastor. Like, well, what about music, right? Because I was so involved in music and not, not just, you know, working my local church, but, you know, I'm a, I was able to travel, to do different things, to play conferences, to play for recordings. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that was a big part of my life. And I, I spent, you know, almost all my life, you know, working on that craft, you know, and I, I'll say this. And I, I told another friend of mine, he asked me this and, you know, he had feeling this calling to preach, you know, or pastor start a church. And I told him, I, and I, I felt the Lord tell me to uh, give him my testimony. And in the struggle of trying to figure out if I was going to come be pastor, I asked God, I said, God, what about my music? Like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, is it over? Am I done? And I mean, I spent my whole life working on this. Um, and yeah. I and I do love music. So what am I supposed to do? And I, I felt the Lord speak to me. And he said, you know, Brandon, I am the one that has always opened the doors of music for you. And I said, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. I've never I've never put myself out there. I've never called people and said, hey, I'm a music, you know, music minister, you know, or I play piano. You want me to come, you know? I've never done that. And God has always opened the doors. And my dad used to tell me this all the time. Your gift will make room for you. And I always believed that. Wow. And so I, I lived by that. I always um, went through the doors that were open, you know, and he told me, he said, I've always opened the doors for you. Why would you think I would close them now? And uh, and I and I felt at peace with that. And I said, OK, God. And in that it has been tough. Uh, there's times I feel like I grieve that side of ministry. I miss it. Yeah. I miss yeah. putting Ableton sets together and and putting worship sets together. And even my music minister at church, I've had to, you know, I, I I purposely back off and say, you know, I want her to. This is your ministry. I don't. I'm not the music minister. I'm not coming in to take control. Um, and yeah. I know as a, and I've seen it as a pastor. I don't even have the capacity to do it. And pastor, right? It was so busy with would, so many other things. It would, it's, it's unbelievable. No way I would be able to do that. And so making myself, and that's hard for me because I love music and I love good music. And, and I'm thankful we have an excellent music minister and we have great music. And so, um, I've, I've, I've had to be at peace with it and it's been tough, but I've had people in my life to help me along the way. Uh, my friend, Travis Dykes, uh, he's a bass player, incredible bass player, travels all over. And I, I was with him not too long ago and he told me it's, it's kind of like uh, a wave, you know? And when you ride the wave, you got to know that that wave is going to come down, but it's also mm. going to come back up again. And I remember yeah. when he told me that I really, cause I was struggling at that moment, you know, I was here preaching and I, and, and the struggle is I know I'm here, I'm supposed to be here and I love, I love preaching. I love pastoring, but I love music. And so in that, that struggle yeah. help, you know, and there's times where I'm like, oh, man, I want to play. I want to do this. You know, I want to go travel again, but God has closed some doors in that, in that area of my life. And I've had to be okay with that. But then God has also had to grieve through that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I know that knowing that 
it's a season, it's a it's a wave, and there's going to be times. And I and I know like this season is has been um, of transition, new baby, all of that. But now I see God opening some doors in that area for me. I'm traveling yeah. out this next month in uh, February and March, I'm going to be able to play for a couple of conferences. And so mm-hmm. I I never think that I don't think that door is closed in my life. I don't think that part of my ministry is over. I think it's just going to look mm-hmm. different. And that's what I'm having to deal with. That's what I'm have to work through is that it's not going to be the same as it was. Yeah. But God is still going to open the doors that need to be open. And I would say this to anybody if if anybody's in that transition, okay? If you're feeling that call, make sure you don't force a door open. You know that mm-hmm. God is saying, "Hey, this is not it's not time for this right now." Don't 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 try to force it. That's Let good. God be the one that opens the door. And be okay when he closes the door. And and that's hard to do. And I've struggled myself with that, knowing that this door closed and I could maybe do something to try to get back in that door. But yeah, I, I've just not I've not done that. And and I know that it's for my good. God is 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 you know, he has a purpose for my life. And I know that he will open that door when it's time. And I know that he's not done with me in that area either. It's just gonna look different. So that's what, yeah. that's how I feel about that part of my life now. And and it's not, if you're still going through that, if anybody's on, you know, listening, going through that, know that it, it's not over for me. I'm still, there's the moments I still grieve it, you know, cause I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. But I know my purpose. I know what God has called me to do. That's so good. Well, Brandon, this has been just a, a fantastic interview and thank you so much for the conversation today and for your time. It's been such a privilege to, to, and a pleasure to, to have you on the podcast. And Brandon, if people want to connect with you in some way, um, online, maybe where, where can they find you? Uh, yeah. So you can, um, if you want to connect with us, uh, on our, our church, we have a YouTube page, live church with Taga. Um, and hopefully we're going to be doing some things on there, uh, for small churches, kind of like showing how we on a budget upgrade some systems and stuff. So if you're interested in that, you can check mm-hmm. that out. You can, uh, yeah, me, I'm on um, um, Instagram as Brandon, I think, underscore, underscore Cowden or Facebook. Um, or even I have a YouTube channel for music if you're interested in that. Studio B Music um, on YouTube, you can connect with me there. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put those things in the uh, show notes so people can, can find you there. So be sure to to connect with Brandon, especially if you are in transition and want to want to do it well and get some ideas, I know he would be happy to have a conversation with you. But if you're a new listener, Absolutely. be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. And also, it would make my day if you would take a minute to uh, rate the show. My name is Ryan Franklin. Thank you so much for listening to the Christian Leader Made Simple podcast.